You're watching Me the Movie Press, and coming up, we're going to be talking about the Men in Black spinoff. New films from Steven Soderbergh and Wes Anderson. A whole bunch more of the Deadpool 2 trailer. Oh my god, stay tuned! Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Filmerized. The Movie Press. Good morning, party people! <laughs> I can't actually believe he just did that. Jump, jump in the house. Whoa. Uh, you never seemed whiter. You're watching Meet the Movie Press. Good morning. I'm your host, Jeff Snyder, editor-in-chief of the tracking board, tracking-board.com, mm-hmm. at the Snyder on Twitter and social media platforms everywhere. With me, as always, Simon Thompson. You can find me at Showbiz Simon on Twitter and Instagram, and there's a Facebook page. This is Simon Thompson. Uh, what's up, buddy? Uh, how you, how you been, buddy? Yeah, good. Uh, ins- insanely busy this week. Um, I kind of wish that I hadn't said I'd work. Insanely busy or? Unsanely busy. Uh, no, insanely busy. No, I agreed to work a couple of days uh, this week after I came back from Austin, and I'm working the weekend, and I'll be honest with you, I'm absolutely exhausted. But, I buddy, you were sleep. exhausted last week, so I, I, was can't, unbelievably give, I exhausted. can't give you this two week nights off. without sleep. So I'm on it. I'm yeah. okay. I'm fine. We, I'm good. We, need yeah. your, we need you on your A game yeah, today. Two nights without sleep. Because we have a lot of yeah. groundwork to cover. Yeah, nothing, busy week. nothing like gigantic, nothing major. No, but kind of stuff that's like oh, a steady sweet. stream Ste- of a steady stream. important stuff. At our age, a steady stream is really good. <laughs> exactly. Healthy, I would say. A healthy stream. Where do you want to start? I, 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 by the way, I use. I used to work with a guy. I'm not going to name names, uh-huh. but I used to work with a guy. And then, and you know, when we'd find ourselves in the bathroom, you would hear his stream. He was a little bit older guy, right? Yeah, no, I, I'm not looking forward to those days. Does it? Uh, okay, I'm not going to name anyone. It, it was but like a it, three minute it, pee. It was like a whole thing. Crustin Joel. Uh, no. No? no. Okay. Cool. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> Crawl's a strong, virile young man. <laughs> a- um, all right. Let's talk about yeah. Men in Black. Let's do it. <laughs> Now, okay, so this news came out sort of middle of the week, wasn't it? Um, that we knew that Chris Hemsworth was, uh, was, was, you know, had discussions, was going to be signing on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were kind of wondering, and we said on this show, I think we were one of the first people to actually say it, that it would be really good to have a female co-host. And a number of the names that we bandied around were African-American females. I mean, that's what we knew that they were looking for. Yeah. yeah. And who have they given? Tessa Thompson. Tessa Thompson. Re-teaming, obviously, from doing phenomenally well together in did, Thor Ragnarok. Now, now, did you did you suggest this? Was this? Well, I believe it was, was one of the names cruel? I suggested because also I suggested uh, Letitia Graham right. and Letitia Wright. Yeah, Letitia Wright. Letitia Wright. Sorry, I know someone called Letitia Graham. Uh, Letitia Wright, and um, yeah, and uh, you know, I thought it was going to go someone of that ilk. Right. Uh, I was uh, so she was on my list. I mean, good signing. I mean, it is a good signing, but it's kind of like it, they've they've already been teamed up before, right? And I'm all for reunions, mm-hmm. but I don't want people to just become that double act who then go and do other things. I mean, I may have been a little hard on this one this week, but I I was not a fan. Okay, why is that? Uh, f- first of all, I think it only invites comparisons to Thor Ragnarok, yep. which will be very difficult True. for Men in Black to win. Um. I don't know how funny she is. Not you know, like I don't know the tone of the script. I don't know what the role calls for. I don't know what her audition audition was like. Uh, obviously, she did dear white people. Yes, um, and you know she, she was good in that. I haven't seen. Sorry to bother you. I missed that at Sundance. But I don't know. They're just uh, she doesn't really strike me as that 
punny. No, but also if Chris is doing the funny stuff, she's a, she's a fine dramatic she actress. She could be, be the straight one. She could be the, the Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones. Jones. Maybe, maybe, and maybe that is the dynamic. Yeah. Um, Which would be interesting. I think that uh, it was kind of interesting. By the way, I also don't think that she's quite. I don't know that she's necessarily a star yet. She's not like a box office draw. Mm-hmm. Like she, like ha- has she led her own movie yet? Not like that, she, I, not that I'm like aware she, it's of. Like she's the lead. Yeah, like certainly not above the line. Yeah, so I, I, I don't, was she above the line in Thor Ragnarok? I don't know. Maybe no, no, no. no I don't. No, she, she wasn't. No. Um, Again, I, I think she. I think Tessa Thompson is a very talented actress. Yep. So you know, I, I really liked her in Creed. Um, but yeah, she, she doesn't really put butts in seats. And 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 since Chris Hemsworth himself, mm. outside of the MCU, has a shaky track record as a leading man, I thought that they would really want to bolster his casting with True. a strong female lead. Although you know, th- all that said, sources indicate that this is not. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. The co-lead. She mm. is not the co-lead. It's not like a two-hander like we envision Men in Black to be based sure. on uh, you know the dynamic between Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. This is more of an ensemble piece, okay. a global ensemble piece, and uh, sources were very careful to stress that. Which I'm, I'm actually quite interested in. Uh, Mike is saying Tessa has a ton of personality. Uh, she's great on Twitter, which is true. She does. Um, yeah, and honestly, may, that may have played into the casting, the fact that she is very popular on social media. Yeah. Um. I certainly, I'm certainly intrigued. You know, t- tickle me, tickle Listen, me intrigued. I'm going to see this movie. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, you know, you, uh, you have to take a stance as as a writer, particularly mm. when you're not the one breaking the story. If you're breaking the story, you know, you have to sort of play the facts down the middle. Sure. Um, but I think if you're coming in afterwards, you kind of have to put a little personality and voice into it, and some, mm. and it's not always going to be glowing. And if you're asking me if I really, if, if the first duo that I pictured in mind was Chris Hemsworth and, and Tessa Thompson for a Men in Black spinoff. I can't say that it was. Uh, Mike is saying get Kumail as the villain. Hey, that would be great. That I, would be fun, uh, actually. I'm all for more Kumail, who we're going to be talking about yeah. uh, a couple Just of a times later, yeah, yeah. Uh, on this show. So, so. Yeah, so that was that was quite interesting midweek news. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, okay, let's talk about um, uh, Amy Poehler. Very happy to see this, but also surprised this week. Uh, Amy Poehler is going to be directing, producing, and starring in Wine Country, which is uh, going to be made for Netflix. Um, this is the first time that she's done that. I never actually, yeah, I didn't realize I that she hadn't directed. No, I thought she had. I don't know why I thought she yeah. had, but I just kind of assumed because she's so accomplished that she had already done it. I was quite surprised to see that she hadn't. Um, I thought it was a mistake in the story when I saw it. I think that it's a, a genius move for both of them. Yep. I mean, uh, you know, if Netflix is having such great success with Adam Sandler movies, yeah. uh, why wouldn't you have Amy Poehler? And I believe Parks and Rec is available on Netflix. Yeah, it is, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, that that just makes sense. 
Talking about uh, it, and, she, and she has a great female cast there, right? Yes, yeah, really who, strong. Who's in there? It's a really interesting mix Maya. of people who are well known um, and sort of mid level. Mm-hmm. Oh, I recognize that person. Maya's in it, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think it'll be yeah. Maya was the first. There's a video that went online when it was announced this week. Uh, I think I Maya was that. the very first first face on there. And there are a couple of people who you you recognise women from sort of comedy movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to oh, she's good, even if you don't know the name. This is just the, the kind of programming that obviously Hollywood needs to be making more of. Um, you know, I'm surprised Universal di- or somebody didn't offer this opportunity to her. Well, I think Netflix are trying to raise their game slightly with the with, with their movies because, I mean, they've, they've done a lot of original movies that have received a lot of coverage, but a lot of them have not received praise. And I think they're looking to get names and solid movies that they can push, but also that are of a higher quality. I mean, there's one with uh, 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 Adam Devine coming out. I watched it last night. And I've seen some pretty scathing reviews. I haven't seen it yet. Um, I, I, I let, like, there's a lot of really funny set pieces. Okay. Um, but yeah, I could maybe see where those reviews might stem from. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, but it's like, a, it's like a stupid way to spend night, a, a fun night. I'm okay minutes. with a stupid movie. I mean, like Your yeah. Majesty, which was, um, was it Your Majesty or Your Highness? The, 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 the movie that had Natalie Portman and James Franco in it. Oh, that was no, that's t- that's a terrible movie. No, I quite yeah. Oh, that's cool, a yeah. terrible movie. I, I actually quite enjoy that. Ooh, that's a hey, real stinker. Minotaurs and dick jokes. I, I will take Game I'm Over Man guy. over Your Highness any day of the week. Very briefly going back to Men in Black. Like um, Black Jones in the chat has suggested Willem Dafoe or Tony Todd as the villain. Tony Todd. Tony Todd. I like the idea. Stop. I don't think that would be a box office draw. And I don't know Stop. what happened. What is this? I love Tony. Come on, we both love Candyman. Yeah, so now, you mentioned Adam Sandler a couple of seconds ago. Yeah, I was driving back from uh, from uh, a shift downtown last night, um, and Adam Sandler has started doing uh, stand up comedy shows again. Really? In LA, he did two nights at the Hayworth this week. He did last Jeez, night. I the didn't night know before. that. I think he's coming back to do some big stand up stuff. Either something like a Netflix special, or perhaps doing like Kevin Hart is doing a bit of a tour. That would be amazing. I would. I've if, never if he seen went, him if he went do, to Netflix and said. You know, listen. I, I in, in place of one of the yeah. movies that I owe you guys, what if I did a stand-up special? So I know he's, he. Well, he's been working on material. Because did you see that sub, uh, video of him in the subway? Yeah, yeah. You know, and he did I mean, some He's stuff writing some new songs. They in sounded some new ridiculous. York comedy so. clubs recently, but he's he's going to be doing more in L.A. But yeah, so that'd be great. I've never seen Adam Sandler live do his stand-up. I would love to see that. So yeah, it is. Let's let's stick with uh, with Netflix for a moment cool. and talk about uh, the big casting this week. Oscar Isaac, yeah, coming aboard to anchor Triple Frontier mm-hmm. with Ben Affleck, yeah. Uh, and, and there's some great, there's just like paparazzi gold, like great photos of all the cast on set in Hawaii already. Yeah. And there was like a photo of Oscar Isaac watching Garrett Headland and Charlie Hunnam wrestle on the beach. There's a, there's a lot of people who would like that. I, I'm sure. I'm on sure that there were. But it's like, it's so funny because I always confuse Garrett Headland and Charlie Hunnam. To me, they're like the same guy. That, that, yeah. So the fact that they're like entangled and like limbs are everywhere, you're like, wait, which this is who like is society? Who? What the? F- <laughs> yeah. Um, Oscar Isaac, though, uh, I think this is the the right kind of role for for him. Yeah. Um, him and Affleck is a really interesting pairing. Yeah. Uh, Jesse Chandor directing. Obviously, him and Oscar work together on the most violent year. Yeah, I'm I'm a fan. Do you think do you Ben think? Affleck's uh, back tattoo is a real? This is that all over fucking the... unbelievable? I, is that a real or is that just it for the role? Real. It is real. The Batman's website says he got it a few years ago or whatever, and yeah, that, I mean, it looks wild. It looks awful. It's terrible. It looks awful. I can't believe it's real. 
Batman, the, the Batman website but, says it's been there for years and that they swear but, up and down that it's real. Really? But, I mean, yeah. No. Like, what? But also, that's, that's that not that? even like you get drum, drunk in Cabo and go like, I'm going to get a tattoo of Speedy <laughs> Gonzalez. If you're having that kind of ink, you're lying on a table for hours I feel, and hours. I feel like honestly. And at no point you go, bro, I've made a horrible mistake. <laughs> get my ass I, out of here. I, I agree with you. It feels like he was actively trying to destroy his body. How many people have told Ben Affleck, dude, that looks sweet. <laughs> that looks awful. It looks absolutely. Oh my god! It, it looks like the worst training day next to Mike Tyson. House. It's like Mike Tyson Jeez. and that fucking tattoo. Ah, Ben um, Affleck. So bro. okay, so I, I wanted to talk about yeah. something, and, and you know, I, I kissed and made up with Netflix after, uh, afterwards. But Kroll uh, and I were very uh, upset. I would say. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm sure Hollywood Reporter was upset too on Monday morning. Um, with how the Triple Frontier stuff went down. Because mm. I've been holding this Oscar Isaac news for a long time. Right. The show is Meet the Movie Press. We give you a peek behind the curtain of what goes on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, man, I've been holding this Triple Frontier stuff for a long time. I get an email at, like, 8.11 from Netflix being like, all right, you know, we're announcing this at 8.30. Yeah. Um, and it's like, man, most reporters in L.A. don't even start till 9 or 10. Like... I just don't understand like these eight the eight thirty a.m. breaks. You know mm. when it, when you could have just said we're going to break at noon. Um, and it, I felt it was very like sort of East Coast bias, which is where obviously Deadline is is based out of. Uh, and sure enough, they had it up on time. And Hollywood Reporter, in fact, was late. They were like two minutes late with it. Right. And uh, yeah, I know. I know. You know, Justin and I were frustrated. It's just um, it's it's that kind of stuff that makes you be like, oh well, next time I'm just going to post. Mm. Um, and so that's kind of what happened with the True American, which I wanted to talk about. Next. Okay, let's do Are it. You familiar that with that one? Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, this week I broke the news that that Mark Ruffalo and Kumail Nanjiani are in talks to star in the True American, which was an old Catherine Bigelow project, yep. just like Triple Frontier. Look at that yep. segue. What? Moving from Triple Frontier it's to True like American. You do this kind of shit for a living. Oh my god. Yeah. What? Uh, so Catherine Bigelow was going to direct this. Now it's Pablo Lorraine who yeah. did Jackie. Did you see Jackie? Yeah. I really like Jackie. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think he's, he's a very interesting filmmaker. I agree. And so originally this was going to be Tom Hardy and Riz Ahmed, and, yep. and then I think Riz fell out, and maybe it was just Tom Hardy for a while. And But, like, you know, Tom Hardy has this huge backlog of projects. Like, yeah. You know? Uh, so I don't know when he was going to get around to it, and maybe they just wanted to move on it or, or try a different combination. Um, and I got the names from, you know, good sources. Cool. And as soon as I, uh, reported it, Kroll texted and was like, you're, you know, this is right after Triple Frontier. He's like, now you're fucking Too up. Too soon. He's like, now you're fucking up my day. <laughs> but, uh, but Netflix, yeah. or no, 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 whoever it was, it was, sorry, Annapurna. Um, Annapurna did not confirm it. Annapurna was like, you know, we don't mm. know if this is actually going to happen or whatever. Um, so we'll, we'll see about that. And yeah. then the next day, obviously, Kumail signed on to Stuber. Yep. With Dave Batista at Fox, uh, but I think that he can manage to do both. Yeah, Kumail. I'm just saying this guy is in like super hot demand. The True, true American. Do you know what it's about? No. It's about like a, a self-described Arab slayer. He, this guy he hated like Muslims and Arabs, mm. and he went in. He, he shot up a place, and he shot Kumail essentially, and Kumail survives. And the guy gets put on death row, and Kumail actually tries to save his own attacker from death row, and wow. you know has forgiveness. Uh, and it's a it's a it's a dramatic role for him. I mean, do you think uh, Kumail could pull that off? Yeah, I don't see why not. 
I don't see why not. I mean, it's actually, it's funny, a, a lot of people associate him with comedy because that is right. what he's best known for. Right, Silicon Valley and whatnot. But having a having spent a lot of time with him over the last two years on various editorial projects, he is a, he's actually quite a serious soul. He, I was just going to say, he's very, he's, he's soulful. He's very soulful. He He's very thoughtful. Yes. Um, he's very cerebral. Um, in like a very a, informed but not a loft way. It's like we're talking I about Mark totally, too. Yeah, I These are totally, all words to describe the rough. Yeah, I could totally <laughs> see him doing dramatic stuff and switching between the two and neither being like, oh, well, he's, you know... Sometimes people can do it, actors can do it, and sometimes they can't. But I think even at the, the even the Big Sick was a uh, w- was a comedy. There was a lot of serious right, exactly. drama in there, really sensitive stuff. And when he needed to do that kind of scene, he nailed those scenes. I think I I really have faith in him to do this. But I I like the guy so right. Like when when and so when Annapurna was like, eh, uh, we don't know if this will happen. I don't know if they're referring to both of them or one of them or, or what. And yeah. whether it's Kumail or Ruffalo, like they never even tell you. It's very frustrating. Uh, I, I, I think the one thing with Kumail, I think one thing I really want to see come out of his his success is the continuing success of his wife, Emily, because she often gets overlooked and a lot of stuff gets predominantly put. It's right, Kamel, no, he, Kamel. he co-wrote Emily, the script. Yeah, he co-wrote the script with her. She is a fiercely intelligent woman and, again, a really lovely person. I really hope that Hollywood doesn't sort of keep her on in a different path or not give her the same highlight because they're a powerhouse. I think, well, first of all, I I think she's going to get plenty of writing assignments on her own, you know, where it's not like, great. Yeah, um, you know, because he does have this separate yeah. career as an actor, and, yeah. and I think that he has a really promising career in front of the camera, 100%. as well as behind. Yeah, um, you know, it's whatever, whatever he wants to pursue. No, I just and want to see Hollywood support both of them. I don't, you know, and I, I, I and think, I think yeah, that they are. I really you know, that so. Oscar really nomination so. for both of them speaks volumes. Um, I, I like the idea though of Ruffalo getting a little, uh, getting his hands dirty with a role like this because yeah. he's often kind of a, a gentle guy. I know he plays the Hulk. Yeah, but uh, but still, that's like an alter ego. Right, you know. So. Um, so I hope that True American comes together in that in in, in that uh, in that iteration. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, and Tom Hardy and Riz would have been great. Uh, and, and if one of them ends up sticking with the project, we'll you know we'll see. But mm. um, I, I think Ruffalo and, and Kumail is a really uh, interesting pairing. Same with Kumail and Batista yeah. and in Stuber. So do you know what that one's about? No. That's about like an Uber driver who sort of gets sucked into like this action movie. So it's kind of like a like collateral, co- almost. a collateral with with uh, a comedic the right service. Yeah, exactly. Collateral's not a comedy. <laughs> That's another Ruffalo <laughs> movie. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, no, I like the idea of that. And, I, I, I watched... and the guy's name is Stu, and he drives for Uber. Uber. Do you get it, Stuber? Because yeah. every time I write Stuber, I'm thinking Scott Stuber, who's the head of Netflix. Oh my god! It's lucky. all coming. Our last three stories are just so connected. There's so many layers. It's lucky though, because if his name was like Lionel, then he'd be Luba, Lionel. and uh, everybody be googling Luba on their work laptops, and then IT would get upset, and you'd have to have Safe Search on. Um, you know what? Let's take a little break for a box office update. Okay, box office update. Dude, we should have a jingle for that. <laughs> Okay, uh, movie's coming out. <laughs> yeah, that was actually pretty good. It was. It was probably yeah. annoying as fuck for you guys, though. G- Duplo is going to sign us up to do some stuff with him. He's a DJ, isn't he? We're actually Daft Punk. We're the guys in the suits. Yeah. <laughs> Take the helmets off. It's us. We're like ass punk. <laughs> 
I don't know. Uh, okay, so Pacific... That went, that was smooth. Uh, Pacific Ring up, uh, blah, 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 blah. Pacific Rim Uprising uh, is probably the biggest rim. <laughs> rim. There are lots of movies with rim in the title right now. Rim of the World, which sounds like a pornographic competition. I can bring exclusive news on that project, okay. by the way. The, that title will be changing. Okay. Uh... <laughs> I, I, I'm looking to forward to finding out what it would be. It will not be called Rim of the World, that's okay. for sure. Fisting of the planet. Okay, Thursday, uh, Pacific Rim Uprising in previews took 2.4 million. Uh, weekend, we're looking at 22, uh, 22 to 29 million, which is quite a wide thing. I don't know if it's going to do that. I think 22, is, maybe 25, I think. Good. That is going to be kind of the margin. Um, the original Pacific Rim opened with 37 million. That's unadjusted. Uh, Sherlock Gnomes, the... Uh, Nomeo and Juliet sequel that nobody has been waiting for. Um, <laughs> nobody. Nobody has been waiting nobody. for. Nobody. Um, is, is opening this weekend. It's, it didn't have Thursday previews. It's expecting to come in at about 13 to 18 million, which is fine, but I wouldn't think it was going to bother. Uh, Isle of Dogs is also getting a release this weekend. It'll be interesting to see what, what that is is, is going to bring in. Uh, it looks like Pacific Rim is going to take the top. Uh, Black Panther is probably going to slip to number two, uh, which is uh, 15 to 18 million this weekend. It's already taken an insane amount of money. It's like 600 and something million. 634 million, I think. Something it's going like to become the, the highest grossing superhero movie real yeah, soon, I yeah. think. Yeah, it's, uh, it's doing phenomenally well. I think easily, because audiences are still going to see Black Panther either repeat viewings or people who have just kind of held off and gone and they've kind of relented i'm, I'm fascinated they've been worn down whether, whether infinity war will top it i don't think that I, it will i don't i don't know if it will yeah which I is amazing just, to, to, to have like if you had predicted that yeah, years I, ago i would have put it, i would have put it quite close but i would have said sort of within about 200 million that i would have put infinity war above black panther but this this is a duracell bunny this is not showing any signs it's, it's of really dropping. it's fucking remarkable yeah i mean the week week on week drop offs in this movie are the wet dream of exhibitors you know it's like tens it's not you know it's getting people into theaters who would never really otherwise go to the movies that's what it is it's wildly accessible and i'm glad they're turning out and getting something that's actually worth turning out it's not going oh actually that the hype wasn't worth it but yeah so black panther i think is is still doing phenomenally well Were, were you impressed last week with i can only imagine um, yes, I was. Um, I, I it did like 17 or 18 million. That's ridiculous. Considerably more. I thought that was going to be like a 10 million. I mean, I, it was not a movie. I'm not really into the big Christian sort of movie scene stuff. And I mean, I, I saw the trailer and I thought it looked t- quite bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it looked very cliched. Um, I thought some of the, 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 the Dennis Quaid stuff, I was like, oh my God, is this is like a spoof. Um, but yeah, it, it obviously hit a chord and it's done considerably, I think it's one of the most successful. If, I mean, if you count the shack as a, as a Christian movie, I think it was more of a spiritual movie. Right. Um, it's, it's, I think it's surpassed that and it's probably the biggest d- domestic since I think God's not dead. Um, which was like four or five, five years ago now. Um, so yeah, I'm very surprised, but clearly it, it, I think it got, I think part of the appeal is the fact that even though it's obviously coming, it's going for the Christian film market, I think there was enough in there to draw in additional crowds. And I think sometimes there isn't that with a lot of these movies. So I think that, that really, really helped with, with the appeal. But yeah, I was, I was surprised. Okay. It did about twice what I thought it was going to do, but Uh, um, you never know with these things. 
Uh, what else is opening? Did you say uh, what Unsane is looking at? Uh, no, I didn't have figures for Unsane uh, okay. and Isle of Dogs. I don't, I don't have any stats, but Isle of Dogs, I, I'm going to see that on Sunday. I haven't seen that unfortunately. Okay, I so I, I, you know, I got to talk about these movies. Okay, so I cool. know you haven't seen them, no. but uh, I couldn't go and see specific. You know, I, I was Isle of Dogs away. was fine. Yeah. I thought uh, the the animation is truly gorgeous. Like okay. the stop motion is just breathtaking. Um, you know, there's been some cries of cultural insensitivity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really see what was, a f- what could have been offensive necessarily in the movie, but you know, I, I, that's my white privilege coming through. That's my per, uh, perspective. Um, I, I just, it, it was my least favorite Wes Anderson movie. Okay. Yeah. I think I'd give the edge to Fantastic Mr. Fox in terms of the stop motion stuff. Were you a big fan of that one? I, I find it. I thought it was fine. I didn't love it. I don't think he's made a bad movie. Wes like, Anderson, I really like, like all of his stuff. But some are less good than others. But yeah, if you're telling, like, I can't, I don't see how you can put one of these animated movies over one of the live action movies. Yeah. Um, it's just a different thing. Like I say, I'm going to go see it on Sunday because my wife's a big Wes Anderson fan. So Yeah, um, yeah. No, and I, th- and I think people should see it. Um, uh, for me, it was just a story thing. Mm. You know, the voices were all really good. I saw Unsane as well. That was uh, disappointing. Cool. Oh yeah, well I've seen it seems to be splitting people. Yeah, some people um, thought her thing is brilliant. I talked to Perry Nemiroff at Collider, and she she really fell for it. Yeah, and I've seen people then saying, "Oh my god, it's like it's a terrible mess." Um, yeah. I'm like, yeah, Drew Drew didn't care for it. Read his review over at the tracking board, uh, along with his Pacific Rim, right. Rim review. Um, EW didn't like it. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. I, I saw that. I just uh, it, it's it's. It, it's an interesting failure, as Steven Soderbergh's often are. Yeah. You know, um, it's definitely watchable, uh, but it's just not that satisfying. Mm. And Claire Foy, do you watch The Crown? No. So I've Which never... Which people are amazed because I'm British, but it's like... Uh... I've never seen The Crown. I've never seen Claire Foy before. If she had walked in front of me before this week, I, ne- I wouldn't recognize no, her. No, I think that's fair. Uh, and... I just didn't love the performance. It was, I mean, she's playing like a hysterical person, but the performance was like hysterical too. Right. So un- unrefined. Um, uh, you know, I've heard good things about her uh, performance as Lizbeth because she's the girl in the spider yeah. web. She's taking over the role from Rooney Mara uh, and, uh, and knew me. Yes. So, uh, so, you know, we'll see. The jury's still out on, on Claire Foy, but um, yeah, Unsane probably could have been a um, she could probably could have gotten a better vehicle for that first impression yeah um let's just check uh, okay i've got some figures on unsane that's looking at opening in about 10 this is according to box office mojo uh, it, uh unsane is due to take about 3.5 million didn't yeah, have Thursday so three to five. it's going to open below paul apostle of christ which is looking at 4.3 okay. million which is another opening this week um the uh, Isle of Dogs is going to open in 27 locations, including L.A., New York, Washington, okay, San Francisco. Uh, yes, yeah, so isn't Midnight limited Sun this getting a big release? Like a wide release? Midnight uh, Sun? Midnight Sun, yeah, that is getting uh, 2,170 I'm not going to see theaters. that, but, like, guys, it's Bella Thorne, like I just four, love... Four to six million. I love Bella Thorne. So, I just love her. Um, apparently, but, but Box Office Mojo is saying they expect to drive more in the region of two. Which is still and that's outside the top ten by quite some margin. So my yeah. girl Bellathorn sings in this movie. Really? Oh yeah, I like Bellathorn. <laughs> uh, I am not pretty cool. I am not going to see Pacific Rim. Um, I I was due to go to a screening on Tuesday and I couldn't because I was I was away in Austin and then I was due to see uh, Sherlock Gnomes uh, on Wednesday uh, for review and I couldn't do that because I was it was my wedding anniversary. So some people really uh, are, are really liking Pacific Rim. Yeah, I've they're seen, saying that you know it. Yeah. it 
which I'm quite surprised by. Yeah. Uh, I didn't like it. It's it's mixed. Um, The movie that I did want to talk about real quickly, uh, which I can talk about just because it played at South by, A Quiet Place. John Krasinski. Holy moly. I, I really want to see this. Dude, I this, really this want to fucking movie is for Even real. Even my wife wants to see this, and she doesn't like horror. Yeah, this is, this is a really good movie. Yeah. I saw it this week. I'm talking to the writers in a couple hours. Um, thumbs up. Definitely go yeah. check out A Quiet Place uh, when you can. The only th- I want to go and see it at a press preview because I think everyone will be quiet. I think the worst thing is going to watch it with a, with a paying audience sometimes and people who don't shut the fuck up and right. are wrinkling their packets. And mm-hmm. I just want to go into that movie theater. I want to have a really nice theater. And I want to, preferably, it'll be quite empty. I'm going to try and get a daytime Sound is obviously it. very important. Yeah, it, I, so. want to, I want to literally soak it all in to the point of pooping my pants. All right, let's talk about some trailers that broke this week. There was a lot, a lot of them. Deadpool 2, what did yeah. you think? Um, okay, I, I'm really looking forward to Deadpool 2. Um, I'm hoping they go along the line they did with the first one where the punchlines in the movie and uh, in the trailer are not the ones they use in the movie because I think there's a lot of great puns and, mm-hmm. and jokes in the trailer and I'm like, that'll spoil it for me if they're the ones in the final movie. Um, I'm psyched for this. I think there's a lot in this new trailer, there's a lot of stuff in there that I'm like... Yeah, really, really good. The problem for me is it formulaically seems a little bit by the book and kind of doing greatest hits kind of interaction stuff. But I'm super psyched about Cable. I'm looking forward to X-Force. And I hope the action set pieces really bring it in the way that they appear to. I am psyched for this movie. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm just a little bit worried that it's not going to be quite Were as you good. a big fan of the original? Yeah, I really liked the original. Yeah, I didn't love the original okay. Deadpool. You know, it, it was fun. It did some some cool things. It was very different. And but I'm just to re-bottle that the, genie The story just was really simple, and, and it left me yeah. uh, wanting. So uh, Deadpool 2, I think, looks really fun and mm. fresh and probably better than the original. Um, you know, a little bit more confident. But... Uh, yeah. One, uh, my fear is that it seems a little bit overstuffed because uh, there's a lot of characters in yeah, there. Yeah, I, I just want to see what the story is. Like, yeah. It sounds like it's going to involve hunting down the kid um, yeah. from Hunt for the Wilder People, who's great, Julian yeah. Dennison. Um, which is which, you know, which is fine. Sounds sounds cool to me, and I'm okay <laughs> with that really simple plot. But yeah. as long as they can flesh it out with stuff that's really that really adds some richness to it. But I'm really looking forward to it. It's certainly one of the ones I'm I'm most under, trying to chase under screening. the Silver Lake. Did you see that one? I did. Andrew Garfield. I like. I didn't think I was going to like that. I actually really like that trailer. I'm definitely interested. I'm curious. Although yeah. I thought it was going to be dark, I didn't realize it was going to be like a kind of like a stoner comedy or something. Mm. Like it felt like it had this inherent vice, this shaggy dog mystery yeah. vibe. I thought it, Under the Silver Lake was going to be like a dark noir thriller, and it sounds like it feels almost feels like Brick a little. Mm, yeah, fair comparison actually. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Um, also, the uh, I, I don't know if you saw the. Did you see Tag? Yep. What do you think about that? <laughs> I actually think it looks like a stupid fun movie. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. I was really surprised I, when I heard <laughs> the premise. I was like, oh, I don't know about that. But it's a that good trailer, story. Like, like the yeah. story has heart. Like a guy, group of guys who've been playing fucking tag for thirty years. It's great. I just, it, it, I, yeah. I mean, I thought the stories could go made into a movie could go one of two ways. And it looks like it's gone the best of the two ways. I just, I, w- I think. I, it, I'm, I'm, who's the star of it? Is it Ed Helms? Is it? I always get Ed Helms and I, Jason Sudeikis. I thought it was going to be sometimes. Jeremy Renner. 
Jeremy Renner is the, he's the one that he's, he's being pushed that, out there. Yeah, I don't know that he's the star. Um, I'm, I, I'm tickled. I think that could be a big. When did that come out? Like it's probably early time, June. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I just yeah, I felt like it needed like a big comedy star to anchor it, like a Will Ferrell or Jack Black or. I, I saw know. Will Ferrell yesterday when I was having a breakfast meeting. Hmm. He says hi. Hmm, wonderful. He doesn't have made that up. Uh, did you see the Melissa McCarthy one? Can you ever forgive me? No, I haven't seen that. That looks good. She's like a, a forger. Okay. Lee Israel, who's uh, forges celebrity letters. Did you see um, Day of the Soldado and that, that title change? Yes. What do you think of that? Day of the Soldado. I'm, Is that like I, Day of the Jackal? I just thought Soldado was fine. <laughs> Nobody um, knows what Soldado means anyways. Um, soldier. Soldier, yeah. Soldier. There you go. Day of the Soldier? That I, makes sense. Soldado. Yeah, but it still doesn't sound I'm right. guessing it's a play on words of Day of the Dead. Day of the Soldier? Well, it, yeah. I mean, it might be. But it, I mean, I don't. I don't know. There's a lot of day. Day of, day of the soldier just sounds like a Wesley Snipes straight to yeah. straight to VOD. I don't know. It looks fucking awesome. Yeah. So I'm not gonna. The movie looks great. Shit. The title sounds shit. Um, the spy who dumped me. Yeah. I, <laughs> that looks super dumb. I quite. I like again. I like that pairing of okay Mila Kunis that. and Kate McKinnon. I love Kate McKinnon. Yeah, well, we'll, I, I do love her. That looked like a, a, a Mila. A I just spy knockoff. Me, yeah, it does. But I, I got a soft spot for Mila Kunis, even though I didn't like the Big Bad Mom's Christmas. The, the best trailer of the week, I think, undoubtedly. <laughs> and this is up against Deadpool two and everything. Yeah. Won't you be my neighbor? Yeah. Holy shit. That movie looked amazing. Yeah. When I was in Pittsburgh the other week, I actually went to, there's a, a museum there, and they've got a Mr. Rogers exhibition. Nobody who I was with knew what Mr. Rogers was, but you got to see like a bit of the set, and there's bits of all the other stuff. It's pretty cool. I like Mr. Rogers' name. I grew up on Mr. Rogers. Yeah. That movie was at Sundance. Drew saw it. He said it was unbelievable. Oh, cool. I'm really um, sorry. I was tearing up at the trailer. I don't know how you could watch the trailer and not tear yeah. up. It was just, it, it is... Gives you the Mr. warm and fuzzy. Mr. Rogers you know? is, what, is what the world needs right now, folks. Yeah. Uh, all right, that'll do it for trailers. Let's get Did back to the news. Did you also see the one with uh, Johnny Knoxville? Action Point. Yeah. I actually did not watch that one. You should I watch that. I had seen it at, at CinemaCon, like, right? I think. I think okay. Like a, a, a reel for it. Uh, yeah. I don't know how it's going to do, but I'm, I kind of like Johnny Knoxville. It's like a Looney Tunes episode with yeah. Johnny Knoxville. Well, I like which, it. It's that's all dumb. I think we need some dumb movies. I love Jack. The Jackass movies are brilliant. Yeah, so. they are. Amen to that. Um, all right. Rampage. Well, mm. What's that tracking at, Simon? Well, this week, I mean, we all know that tracking is kind of sometimes unpredictable. It's looking and at we're 30, pretty far out. Yeah. Th- 35 million. Um, it's looking at opening weekend domestic. So just to give you some context for that, it's lower than Jumanji. Jumanji was 36 million. So let's look at the, the biggest opening weekends for Dwayne Johnson. And movies. Biggest opening is Furious 7, 147.2. Uh, then you've got some of the other Fast and Furious. Moana comes in at 6, which is 56.6 million. San Andreas, which is fair to compare it to that. Same 50 something. Right? 54.6. Mm-hmm. Um, G.I. Joe Retaliation. So we're already getting quite low down the list. Yep. Uh, 40. Then Get Smart, which was not considered a hit. That's 38.6. A... Then Jumanji. Welcome to the Jungle. Um, Scorpion King was 36.05 so it comes in basically below Jumanji, below Scorpion King and below Central Intelligence What's amazing about that though is that Jumanji is now his number two movie 
Yeah, too much. Yeah, no, that absolutely. From like it, that's nine only to two. its tenth biggest opening weekend, uh, and it was considered to okay, be quite so, strong. So Rampage not tracking so, as so strong Rampage as you might think. Rampage is tracking um, no, just below Central Intelligence, but above Hercules, which is twenty nine point eight, oh, which was considered a, a flat. So yeah. this is really we're looking at about sort of thirteenth, fourteenth biggest opening for for Dwayne Johnson. It'll be interesting to see how this performs. I think of the summer, I think Skyscraper's going to be the one that's really going to be the winner for Dwayne. Yes. I think this is going to be a little bit of a Baywatch for him. Um, but, um, you know, I, I just, I mean, I'm kind of curious to see it. It's not a film that I'm particularly excited about. And I love the game growing up. It's just the trailers have not really won me over. I, I just, I'm not feeling it. I kind of uh, agree with you on that. Okay. Um, yeah. 35. It all depends on what the budget is. Again, you yeah. know, if they spent 90 on this, it's different than if they spent 150. Let's see. Actually, let me just see if I can find out what the He's also got Fighting with the Family coming out this year as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't see what the budget is on this, unfortunately. But, I mean, yeah, I'm, 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 we'll see. We'll see. Fighting with the Family, I believe, is an MGM movie. It is. MGM firing its boss this week. Yes. Gary Barber. Nice segue. I know. That's super small. Thank you. Oh, wow. I was looking for an Got opening. Do, I mean, did you ever have any dealings with Gary Barber? Never personally, no. Yeah, I, I may have dealt with him once or twice when I was at Variety, but, um, you know, he, he definitely had a reputation. Like, he came in and saved MGM. Yeah. Like, you know, that, that much is a fact. Uh, that company was on the brink of extinction, and he rescued it and whipped it into shape and got it ready for a sale. And now, mm-hmm. the, you know, there's just like this... Uh, uh, disagreement about where to take the company from here. So um, we'll see who ends up running MGM and what they end up doing. Apparently, the board wants them to take bigger swings. The only big swings they really take are the Bond movies, yeah, uh, which they still don't have a studio and international release partner for. No. Um, maybe the fact that Danny Boyle's on board, we discussed last week, will actually maybe help with that. We'll yeah, they got to wait for that script to come in. Um, elsewhere, Predator being converted to 3D, Simon? Yeah. Oh, I, don't, I don't want this. Um, Who goes to see movies in 3D I anymore? don't know. I was literally thinking when I was writing it down on the list today, I know about sort of five years ago, everything was like, 3D, available in 3D, available in 3D. Uh, the last thing I saw in 3D was Spider-Man Homecoming. I don't think I've seen a movie since then in 3D. And I'll be honest with you, I preferred it in 2D. I'm not a big fan, very often it doesn't work, to retro 3D stuff. Yeah, the conversion process. The conversion process, right. for me, it just sometimes doesn't yeah, work and it's gimmicky. It, I don't, I'm amazed that Hollywood is still doing it. I'm um, genuinely amazed. But, I mean, I, I'm I, really looking forward to The Predator. I always but take, it in 2D. always take the 2D option when offered at, a, at like, a studio screening thing. When I, when I lived in London, I always had um, I, I had a, a 3D TV that I bought, which I kind of enjoyed for the gimmick for the first while. But then I never watched 3D. It really wasn't the same. It was kind of pointless. And I'm like, if your film is made correctly so that it has the depth and richness, you can add 3D for the gimmick. But really, it should be it should have that depth and richness on its own. But I'm just going to go and see it in 2D. I don't. I'm not so sure about that. I don't know. Um, Spielberg this week. Go for doing it. Doing a lot of interviews for Ready Player One, uh, which I haven't seen yet. I'm seeing on Monday. Going to the premiere. Very excited about Ooh. that. Thanks to Dolby for inviting me. Um, Netflix movies deserve Emmys, but not Oscars. So says mm. Uncle Stephen. Um, I see his points. But I would have to disagree with him. I think if a movie is good enough, it should be allowed to go on that Oscar long list. I don't think it should be restricted. I think it's just a movie's a movie. Yeah. yeah. And whatever, whatever format it's on. I think if it's a good enough movie to make it, to get an Oscar nomination because of the, the, the creativity like, behind it, I think it should absolutely I, I, be allowed I, to go I mean, Oscar. 
Just because it's on the small screen shouldn't matter. I kind of agree with you, and and I, I think that they should look at it for awards too. Like I don't know why HBO movies are not like you know they get the they're nominated for Emmys and they get TV movie awards. Yeah. But like why not make them eligible for Oscars? They're movies. What if we're gonna ha- we're gonna have things like uh, shorts? And we're going to have uh, documentaries that aren't going to get a big screen release. If they're only going to be available or sometimes not even publicly available, and those can qualify for Oscars, there's certainly no reason why something that has originated from a streaming service, if it's a, if it's a feature of that quality, that shouldn't be nominated. I mean, that's a, I, I get his point. Because it's small screen. Sure. But I, I have to say, I, Steven Spielberg, I disagree with you. I'm just saying, like, in my movie rankings each year, uh, if you go on the insnider.blogspot.com, yeah. I include the movies that I see on HBO. Like, I include The yep. Wizard of Lies in my feature film movies rankings. Movies and movies and movie. Yeah. You know? Um, um, I have to say, I, you know, I, I love Steven Spielberg, but I disagree with him on that. Uh, big news this week coming out of Marvel that Chris Evans is going to be uh, leaving Marvel after Avengers 4. I mean, do, did we think he was going to play him until he was 75? I'm, like, I'm, you see, I would assume not, but it appears that maybe some people did. But we, we all not, knew a, a that lot Robert of these Danny guys, Jr. A lot of these guys are on their way out, folks. I, I don't know. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. almost didn't come back previously for Iron Man. He was pretty much out the door, and they coached him back. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, these, they can't have the same people. For, Chris been, Pratt's going to leave at some point. It's been 10 fucking years. Like, yeah. uh, you're not supposed to be playing roles for 20 years. No. You know? So... Uh, the, I, I mean, I, I I was amazed that it was kind of a thing because, of course, he's he's not going to be like I mean, fucking seventy and playing Captain America. It's I just no. I mean, there'll be more, and there are other people who play Captain America, right, in the comics. Yeah, Falcon's yeah. one of them. Yeah. So that, if Mackie moved over, that which was my great. original suggestion that, all along. There you go. They listen to you. Um, um, Chris Evans. Uh, it's funny. I was I saw a photo of him with a mustache these days, mm-hmm. and I thought he would be perfect for the lead in the Force, that awesome uh, cop book I was telling you about by yeah. Don Winslow. That's yeah, yeah. in development with James Mangold, uh, the director of the uh, Wolverine and Logan. Yeah. And speaking of which, yes. when I was watching A Quiet Place, yes, I'm looking at. You know, this bearded John Krasinski, mm. kind of like muscled, you know, mm-hmm. he I, like what if he was the next Wolverine? Would you would you buy that? Or is that a yeah, preposterous that. idea? No, I'd buy that. Like he still has his superhero eligibility, when right? When Hugh Jackman took Wolverine, he was not the grizzled Hugh Jackman that we now know and love. He was a pretty boy. He was known right. for lighter films and I mean, I'm just musicals and stuff like Krasinski that. Krasinski is Snarly. somewhat of a commodity out there now. Yeah. He's also going to be Jack Ryan. That, mm-hmm. I mean, that hasn't even started. Nope. Um, you know, if he was Green Lantern mm. or something like that, like God, if, God, I, if, God, I, if I was that. DC, I would try to get him as Green Lantern. If I was Marvel, I'd try to get him as Wolverine. Just going back to Deadpool 2 very quickly while we're talking about this stuff, but people are talking about the cameo, and I'm going to assume that it's going to be Wolverine. I'm going to assume that. But I don't want to no. know. I, I, you don't think it is because I think I think it would be because of the... I'll, I'll tell you if okay. they do if they bring back Hugh Jackman yeah I will definitely be losing respect for Logan like that that's just how okay. it works I, I I feel that that that's bullshit yeah if he fucking comes back after Logan which is a beautiful send off a beautiful send off to that character if he comes back for some bullshit cameo in Deadpool to be pissed yeah I don't know I, what, I don't fair. know what the the time you know where the, it fits in but you also I I don't want to know what the cameo is I want to go into Deadpool two not knowing what the cameo is going to be well, let's let's make a pact sure, right now yeah. not to read let's not read it what it is we're making up that's a pact I on meet the movie press a cameo should be a surprise I think sometimes we we you know we're sometimes you know guilty. 
of this, but I just think I don't want to. Oh, uh, Black Jones is saying uh, thinks the cameo will be Kitty Pride or Gambit. Channing Tatum's Gambit. I think that would be cool. Probable. That would be pretty cool. That would work. Uh, In uh, shitty things you couldn't make up uh, that I heard this week. um, There's a sequel to Backdraft. Backdraft Two. Back to the Flames. That's bullshit. Uh, Apparently, it is in the works from the director of Apollo 18. Possibly one of the worst films that I have seen. Where did you hear this? This was on Slash Film this week. This could be like a direct-to-video, like the same way Kindergarten Cop 2 is starring Dolph Lundgren. It will be straight to to the VOD. Yeah, that's like a license. Backdraft's a great movie. It's an amazing movie. It's it's a fucking class. It's the best movie about fire ever made. Yeah. Uh, that's like a licensing deal. That's yeah. not like a, a sequel. No. That's just give us your name. Yeah, but I'm I'm just like this is not good. There's also a di- di- we talked about this before. The di- there's a Deep Blue Sea sequel coming out, I'd which looks awful. It's going straight to to, to VOD and back the to that cameo DVD. thing though. Yeah. Like you know, as reporters, I think that there's a certain responsibility when a cameo is newsworthy to mm. report it, and and when it's not necessarily mm-hmm. to to sit tight. Like I found out. Uh, a cameo in an upcoming uh, movie in the works at Blumhouse that I just kept my mouth shut on. You know, I don't. Uh, it's it's not worth it to Are me we? to upset the the filmmakers. Uh, yeah. I, I can't say. Okay. I don't want to say what what the project is, but well, there will be a fun cameo in, in one Blumhouse project wow, uh, coming up. Um, what, what's next on your list? Okay, um, Jacob Tremblay. I know you tweeted about this this week. Uh, joining Good Boys, an R rated comedy. Um, oh yeah, from yeah. Lee and Jean. I am. I I love swearing, and I find kids swearing hilarious. So I would be very up for seeing such a sweet child. As, yeah, no, as Jacob I want to see like a, what what dropping an edgy the Jacob Tremblay looks like. I want to see him effing and jeffing and <laughs> just what I want to see. Okay, potty mouth Jacob. Um, bring it on. <laughs> Face of an angel, I do, I mouth do like of a the, I do like that title. Like, you know, these kids who are just up to no good. And, like, some mother's like, oh, no. They're good boys. Yeah. <laughs> they're good boys. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm very... I just... That would tickle me unbelievably. Uh, You know what I want? Do you want to... What, what do you want? Let me tell you what I want. What do you really, really want? Uh, what I really, really want is I want to... Uh, I want to... <laughs> zig zig Ah! Spice yeah. Girls. Yeah. Stupid is, idea this, number this is, two of the this week. This is your news item, so yeah, please this do the honors. This Variety this morning. It was an exclusive at Variety. The uh, the Spice Girls, that uh, horribly relevant um, and still wildly popular mm. pop combo. Um, they, we knew they were getting back together to do something. Um, they are doing an animated superhero movie um, that the world has not been asking for. Um, they are going to voice all of the characters in this movie, and each of the characters is going to have a girl power. The power to turn you on, Simon. Um, I don't know. (laughs) Did that land? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously, if they're, like, really young superheroes, that would be real, I don't know. Well, well, that would be right. Well, I suppose so, but they're, like, 50 years old, so... (laughs) You know, they could play superhero moms nothing at wrong this with point. People. They could do nothing uh, wrong first with that. I, I, I think it's a good idea. I think it's the Spice Girls. Um, no, you're um, like, this is, a, this is a terrible idea. I don't know. I like, I like the idea of an animated superhero what? movie with all female characters, but I don't think know if about it's a Spice Girls. There's not property. a lot of big, like, girl groups anymore. No. Like, Fifth, you know, Fifth like, Harmony where's recently like TLC and that, hiatus. you know? Uh, I don't think there's a lot of relevant girl groups. I love and the fact that our reference is like TLC. Well, I, hey, I Grandpa! Know. But like, it's all individual artists now. It's like, yeah. you know, T Swift and Ariana Grande. There's no, they're not like part of a group. Um, there's, there's no hooties. 
there's, there's no, no, there's no blowfish anymore. Up, like, ain't no blowfish. Um, ain't no crow counting. Uh, last Friday, yeah. I broke a story about Lucas Lucas Hedges yes. starring in Honey Boy with Shia LaBeouf. Uh, and, you know, I could have written the headline the way that, that everybody else ended up running it, which is mm. he's going to be playing Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. He, I mean, the character is not going to be called Shia LaBeouf, which is why I didn't write the story that way. But, yes, like, this script is autobiographical. Mm-hmm. Shia wrote it mm-hmm. under an alias. Mm-hmm. The alias is the name of the character Lucas By Hedges is going to play. Uh, it's about his abusive relationship with his uh, father. Yeah. Uh, his father was an, an ex-con who was, you know, a, a drug user and a, a drunk. Um, and he's going to be playing, like, a... They're, right now, they're looking for like a, a young kid, like a nine or ten year old, to play like a TV star. Yeah, the way that Shia LaBeouf was on Even Stevens. Yeah, and then who grows up at you know twenty two, twenty three, and you know it, it, he's like unemployable because he's mm. just such a mess. And that'll be Lucas Hedges, who I think is you know a, a great young actor. He's from Manchester by the Sea and yes. Oscar nominated and all that. So. And Lady Bird, I really liked him in Lady Bird. Actually, yeah. I forgot he was in that. He's in he three great. billboards too. Yeah. I mean, this kid is uh, really is very talented. Um, also, this week in uh, in remake news, uh, one of my favorite horror movies of all time, Chopping Mall, um, where killer robots attack people in mm-hmm. a in a mall at night. Um, it's being remade. But it's not going to have killer robots in it, which is kind of... What is the point of that? That is totally pointless. Why would you do that? That's like going, we're going to have an Avengers movie, but we're not going to have any superheroes in it. We're going to have, like, butchers. Okay. (laughs) I've I've never seen Chopping Mall, so... Oh, dude, it's great. It's on Amazon Prime. Seriously. It's, 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 it's... Cheesy. Sounds like I insist. It's great. I, I insist. insist. What's dropping mouth? It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Um. Okay. Wait. There's a couple of other items, and we'll. we'll okay. Do what quick. do we got? Oh, you have to love. Uh, did you guys? Did you see the first review of Infinity War? No. Yeah, came from James Gunn. Oh. James Gunn was like, "It's awesome. It's incredible. Wow." I'm like, what? Are, like, what is even the point of Come letting on. us know this? Like, we we know. We know that's what you think. But I'm, I'm honestly kind of expecting it to be pretty good because the trailers look pretty good. So the fact I that it's haven't, good I haven't even stopped watching. Me, I, like, I want to be surprised for once heading into a Marvel movie. But it, to me, it's yeah. just like, well, every, everyone, I just love how everybody points and runs this as news. Like, James Gunn loves Infinity War, says it's amazing. Like, yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like there was a story. I, I saw this actually on, on, on Slash Film. I'll give them, I don't know if they're original story, but um, uh, they were saying that Ryan Johnson is not going to let the backlash from The Last Jedi affect the other Star Wars movies. Nor like, should he. Why would he? And why should he? Yeah. I don't understand. I mean, I, I'm amazed that people are still writing think pieces about it. I mean, I know it's coming out now on home entertainment, but I'm just like, it's it's been, it's like, it's five months. I didn't know it was coming out Do we on, need all on, this? In, uh, on home entertainment. Uh, but until I saw, like, you know, all my colleagues going to Ireland. Ireland. <laughs> I wondered why the, everybody was suddenly in Ireland. I was like, was that like a film Twitter vacation yes, that I wasn't it was. invited Everyone, on? It's amazing. Oh, man. <laughs> the, the things that, that these studios do for reporters. I was like, what? like, for what? For, like, an article on, like, fucking... I can't even. I can't even. They're all. Well, they're all going to be the same started. article. Why? Um, Thanks for the invite. And, and what I will Bye. say about Bye. about uh, James Gunn is is I do like how all the Marvel filmmakers support each other. Yeah. They really do feel like they a do. family, and they're all leaning on each yeah, other yeah. and watching each other's cuts. Um, it's ten a.m. We kind of have to wrap things up. Let me just uh, get through the, the the bits and bobs of the bits news. And bobs. Dakota Johnson and Zazie Beetz joining Army Hammer in that Annapurna thriller. Yep. 
Uh, God, Dakota Johnson. I should honestly, I should just change my website to a Dakota Johnson fan site because she traffics to the roof. Really? Uh, Charlie Bean directing a live action Lady and the Tramp. He's the director of the Lego Ninja Go movie. Did you see that? I did. I, I covered. Uh, did you I like covered it? that editorial. I thought it was fine. You know, I didn't. I didn't dislike it. This will be for. This will be for Disney's uh, streaming service. Yes. Um, I don't know what a live action Lady and the Tramp looks like, but we'll see. Uh, Michael B. Jordan doing the Liberators at at Warner Brothers. He's going to produce it. And he might star in it. Might not. What's interesting to note here is, you know, is that film going to include a, an inclusion writer? Uh, you know, Michael B. Jordan sort of promised that. A lot of people have been yep. promising that. The thing is, is it really theirs to promise? You know, yeah. there, there's a lot of legalese that goes into these things. A lot of negotiations with the guilds. Um, you know, I, I asked Warner Brothers, and, and you know, it was, it was tough to get a comment about that kind of stuff. So we'll we'll see if uh, you know if if the project moves forward if. It uses an inclusion rider. I don't know why we need inclusion riders, because people should just be doing the right thing and hiring the best people for the job, regardless of their skin color. Um... Okay, Joel Edgerton doing The King with mm. Timothy Chalamet. Yep. Uh, this movie doesn't really sound particularly interesting to me. No. Uh, it's one of those Henry V, Henry VIII, Henry the Who fucking gives a shit. I don't know. He was the sixth, um, though. That was, his, that was his rap name. Elizabeth Moss yep. joining Tiffany Haddish and, Haddish yes. and Melissa McCarthy in the kitchen. Yep. That project's kind of coming together quite Very nicely. Nice. That's a nice three cast, solid li- leads. Nice yeah. Uh, Jason Weiner directing Gawker vs. Teal. Yeah. Which is uh, about the, the Hulk Gorka Hogan, Logan, and all that yeah. kind of stuff. I know it feels like we've seen a lot about that, but uh, we haven't seen one it, of the movies come through yet. I think there's like was... a feature film race yeah, for okay. that. Uh, there's a, a cool spec one out about sanctuary cities. Okay. Uh, we had an article about that. Uh, that you know, those are very much in the news and like a, a standoff between you know local officials who are trying to enforce state law. Yep. And ICE, who have federal law. Uh, Josh Trank's Fonzo was casting up. Matt Dillon was part of that. Do you think we're going to get see a Matt Dillon comeback? I really hope so. He has that Lars von Trier movie, The House That Jack Built, where he's yeah. a serial killer. I think that that could really do wonders for Matt yeah. Dillon. I, I, I like him a lot. I was having a conversation with someone the other day about which 80s stars had kind of due a bit of a rival, and he was definitely on that list. Um, John Cho and Lin Shay joining uh, The Grudge. Did you talk to Lin Shay recently? I spoke to Lin Shay last night at the premiere of The Last Movie Star. I spoke to Burt Reynolds as well. Oh, my God. He's so old. But what a legend. Mm-hmm. He was just talking. That's I almost, pretty cool. I almost cried talking to him. I love Burt Reynolds. Um, but, yeah, Lynn is saying they're going to start filming The Grudge uh, in May. Um, she's she's seen the script. She really loves the script. I like that director a lot. Yeah, she's she's really, really psyched about this. And also, something interesting with her character, she's doing some full body casting. So Ooh. we could see something different from Lynn in that movie to, to sort of purely being the scream queen kind of element. I think she's she's genuinely really psyched about this. Natasha Rothwell, who's an actress on Insecure, uh, got hired to write this movie Bridal Recall about a woman who wakes up and it's her wedding day and she yep. has amnesia. She doesn't know who she's marrying. She doesn't know if she's making a huge mistake. That's kind of interesting. I think a lot of brides go through that. Uh, Cannes, the Cannes Film Festival has banned selfies. Yes, it has. What do you think about this? You're European. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, that's a great Let's cut thing. to our European experts. Hello, Thompson. I speak on behalf of Europe. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of fine. I mean, if it, it, it depends on who it actually applies to. Um, I mean, it's nice. It's always nice to get celebrities taking pictures of themselves yeah, and like, stuff. But wh- I think if it's, for, if it's for press and stuff, you know, messing around I've and slaying up press I've never lines, been I think to Cannes. it's fine. I don't know that I'd ever really want to go. It just seems so strict. It seems like not a fun festival. Everybody's like... You have I to go have see no a, real to Put go. on a tuxedo to go I might see a be movie. Going, I might be no going for selfies, the first time wear, this year. Wear, to... wear this. Don't wear that. Yeah, I don't. But they're doing they're doing away with the morning press screenings as well. Um, 
So that that's something that a lot of people that was kind of traditional. Right. Um, but we'll, well, I mean, we'll see. I mean, it never hurts to shake up these festivals. They're always good to seriously to make them twenty eighteen. So you know, it's selfie nation. But. Yeah. So no, it's, I, it's I, a I mean, kind I, of world. I've never never had a desire to go to Cannes, but I might actually be going on a business point of view this year to maybe sell a thing. I, like I, I can see where they're saying though; so. it is out of hand. All the selfies. It's like you yeah, can't yeah, even yeah, walk crazy. two feet it's at crazy. a premiere. Um, it took two months for the Sundance winner "Miseducation of Cameron Post" to land a distributor, and it went to uh, Film Rise, which mm. is a, a pretty small one. Um, I just didn't really like this movie. Okay. Uh, yeah, it won the jury prize at Sundance. I can see how. It's about gay conversion therapy. It's right. with Chloe Moretz um, and uh, and Sasha Lane. Uh, but yeah, I just thought this was the kind of movie that was made in 1995. Um, That's a shame. So I'm not terribly surprised. This is kind of a told you for me. Like, I, this just, it had no commercial appeal. It was a very flat movie, flat, flat direction, mm. which is tough to say because I like Desiree. Uh, flat performances, which is tough to say because I like Chloe, but I, I, I was kind of shocked that it won, and I'm not surprised that it landed at a place like Film Rise. Nothing against them. Yeah, it's a shame because I, I like Chloe, and, and it seems that her her career needs something of a shot in the arm. You could say that. That Louis C.K. movie, you know, that didn't see the light of day, but that wasn't going to do her any favors and either. A couple of things she'd done before that didn't really you, land well. Do you so. have a favorite Wes Anderson movie before we end? I'm I'm a big I mean I love you know Grand Budapest Hotel but Moonlight Kingdom is one that really particularly worked for me I know it wasn't a favorite for many people but I there was something about that movie that I I really liked but I, I loved mean, it I like most of his movies I, I added some postcard art to my uh, my living room actually from uh, that movie oh really you know like in the movie where they write like Dear Sam like when Dear, yeah. dear Susie where like that whole thing I yeah. have those postcards I thought there. that was just a sweet such a sweet movie I mean all of his movies are great and creative and I I you know I have a place for them my heart for every single one of them but um no that was one that particularly stood out for me and it's often not a favorite of other people so. my, my favorite is still royal tenenbaums um and i think what was actually See, kind I of love that hey, it's it's not, in, not everybody does different strokes of different folks it's, and some people you know what was kind of disappointing about this isle of dogs one and why maybe it was the worst the lowest on my list it was it's that he's actually never had a a gap between movies this long wes anderson mm. he went four years between this and grand budapest i believe yeah uh, and so to wait four years and get an animated Wes Anderson movie and then have it not even be, to me, the best a- animated Wes Anderson movie, I And with a, such a strong cast. Uh, and we're going to end things on this breaking news note. Ooh, uh, ooh. Street Fighter video game franchise gets a TV series adaptation. Can you imagine Street Fighter the TV show? Uh, I can. It seems horrible. <laughs> Did you have a favorite character? No. No. No, I, I was... Uh, All right, let's end it there, then. I was, yeah. Uh, that'll do it for this week's edition of Meet the Movie Press. Yes. Uh, Where can the good folks find you, You Simon? can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can find my work on places like Forbes. There is just a piece that I put up uh, overnight about the Karate Kid being put back in movie theaters uh, with the first wow. episode of Cobra Kai. So check out Forbes for that information. And read my review of Barry over on the tracking board. Uh, I'm at the Insnider everywhere else thank you again for watching the popcorn talk network yep. on after buzz have a great uprising re- weekend up- rise, <laughs> up, uprising. Folks. rise up rise up be uprising everybody <laughs> from producers maria menounos kevin undergaro phil svitek and the entire popcorn talk network we would like to thank you for tuning in for questions or comments be sure to visit popcorntalk.com i'm sir richard wentworth and this has been a presentation of the popcorn talk network the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.